0: Galatians five sixteen through 25. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Thus ends the reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it live by the Spirit. Well, the other thing we have going on real soon is our VBS, right? That starts up Monday, and I thought it would be advantageous for us to discuss what the children will be going over these next few days, and the theme this year is Big Heart Farms, and what do you do on a farm? Well, you can raise animals, but you grow crops, right? Maybe it's a fruit farm, right? Um, and so the topic that they're really discussing is the fruit of the spirit, and we find these fruit in this letter to the Galatians. Now, often the 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 fruit of the spirit are is taught outside of the context of which they were written, and because that is the case, many times we 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 the, these fruit they get viewed as 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 another law that we must do, rather than the results of the tree from which they come. It's like saying that if you want to walk in the Spirit, then learn to be loving and joyful and peaceful and etc. It's putting the cart before the horse. Trying to become these things doesn't lead to a Spirit-filled life. But when one learns to keep in step with the Spirit... Then the fruit will come naturally. This is how sanctification works. It's how God changes us into the image of His Son. God, the Holy Spirit, works in a person's heart, cleansing them from within first. And this is, this is what the Apostle Paul describes in, in our first scripture le- reading that, that Alex read. Uh, Verses 12 and 13 from Philippians uh, chapter 2 says this, Therefore, my dear brothers, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. In other words... It is God who does the sanctifying or the changing of a person's heart, and the results are the good works that flow from it. Instead of man trying to be obedient through his own strength, it is a gospel-driven change from within. Now, for us to fully grasp what Paul is talking about in our second scripture reading about the fruits of the Spirit, for us to truly understand what that means, we must first comprehend the context of the letter to the Galatians. Why did Paul write this letter to begin with? And we see his reasoning in chapter 1 at verse 6. He says this, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. In the church in Galatia, these people were under the threat of the Judaizing heresy. Now, we've talked about this before when we went through the book of Philippians. These these Judaizers, they were teaching that Gentiles needed to be circumcised in order to be saved. In essence, they were putting the demands of the law back on the people while ignoring the sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice at the cross. This is why we read this in in Galatians 3, verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? This is really the crux of the matter, is it not? I mean, what Paul is talking about here is that is the Spirit's work of regenerating our hearts. We receive our salvation when the Spirit Spirit works in our hearts and we believe what Jesus did on the cross and the fact that he rose from the dead. And and if that is the case, if, if it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are changed from an unbeliever to a believer, doesn't it also make sense that we would continue our Christian walk through faith in the Spirit's power Paul wanted to make it apparently clear that in Christ we have been set free from the law and are now to walk in the Spirit. And so he begins chapter 5 with these words. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. There is a freedom that comes with knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It is a lifting of the, of the heavy burden that the law presses down upon you. You are no longer under that condemnation that the law brings, but you are justified by the blood of Christ. That means that God no longer sees you as a, as a sinner that you are but he sees you with the righteousness of Christ Jesus. To go back to the law is to go back to slavery, to go back to that harsh taskmaster. Now, this doesn't mean that the law isn't good, but it simply means that you, as a Christian, are no longer under the condemnation of that law. Let me ask you, Do you feel burdened by your sins? Do you feel the weight of guilt that thinking that God is not pleased with you? Jesus takes that burden away and he places it upon himself. If you have turned from your sins and if you have trusted in Christ, that in his death, all of your sins are paid for, And that in his resurrection he brings to you his victory, then you are free from from that burden of the law. And you no longer have to justify yourself to God. This is why Paul says this in verse 4 You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ, you have fallen away from grace. By faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. In other words, to go back to the law is to go back to self-justification or trying to prove yourself to God in your own strength. The better thing is to put your trust in Jesus and your trust in the Holy Spirit who will cleanse you from within. And then to further his case, right before our passage, we read these words in in verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature; rather, serve one another in love. And so, this is the context of the fruit of the spirit. It is liberty from the law, leading to a life of freedom. But that doesn't mean that you should indulge in the sinful nature. And so, in our text for today, Paul gives us instruction on on a way of life that is proper for a Christian. Let's look at verses 16 and 17 again. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. So the first thing you must see is that the Spirit is in conflict with the sinful nature. There are two forces working inside you. Your old self, which is a sinful nature, and the Holy Spirit, who helps you to look to Jesus. Basically, there is this struggle that is going on inside of you. It is a battle that is being fought by God Himself. And yet the struggle, in a very real sense, is felt by each and every one of you. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. When you're under the temptation to sin, and yet something within you, something in the back of your mind is telling you to be strong, to hold firm. What this is, is a, is a Holy Spirit battling within you, changing your old desires and creating new ones. So when Paul is saying to live by the Spirit, he is telling you to turn away from those old passions that you had and to submit to the new ones that the Holy Spirit brings to you. What are those old passions, those old desires of the sinful nature? Well, Paul says they're obvious. Look at, look at uh, verse 19. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, when you heard that list of sins, which one was it that struck a nerve with you? Was it sexual immorality? Was it hatred? How about fits of rage? Maybe it was envy. While this list doesn't cover every sin, It covers enough that I'm certain that there was something there that is a struggle for you. Something that your sinful nature craves to do. This is what the Spirit is battling against. How does He do this? He does this by changing your heart, changing your innermost desires. This is why Paul tells you to live by the Spirit. For when you keep in step with the Spirit, with the, with the way that He is shaping you, then you'll see a whole different kind of fruit. Verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. These good things are what the Spirit produces. These are those new desires that God has placed within inside your hearts. And they are the opposite of what we read earlier. In fact, those two lists, that they, they, they cannot coexist. How, how can you have hatred when you have love? How can you have discord when you have peace? And if you are self-controlled, then you will not indulge in things such as drunkenness and orgies. This is why against such things there is no law. For when you live by the Spirit, your desires are in natural agreement with the purposes of God. And this is exactly what Paul says in our last two verses. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This, this is what the Spirit does in the life of a Christian. He changes your passions and your desires. He gives you a new reason to wake up in the morning. This is the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of each and every one of you. He is shaping you into a new creature. He has placed within you a new heart. That's why you don't need to run back to the law. To run back to trying to please God through your own efforts. Because the Spirit is working in you already and the fruit of his work is seen in your good deeds this is why paul urges you to keep in step with the spirit now you may be thinking to yourself but pastor how do i do this I mean, I, I still struggle with my sinful nature. How do I keep and step with the Spirit? This is the beauty of the, of the Christian life, for, for your good works flow from the gospel. What did we read earlier in the book of Philippians? Your attitude be, should be the same as that of Christ. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that, the, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I mean, that's the gospel, right? Dear friends, when you are being tempted... By that sinful nature, look to Christ. Look to the grace that has been given to you already through His sacrifice for your sins. And then pray to the Holy Spirit to work within you to change your desires that you might live by the Spirit. You don't fight this battle in your own strength, but you look to the power of God. For when God is working in you, then you will flow with love and with joy and with peace and with patience and with kindness and with goodness and with faithfulness and with gentleness and with self-control. That's what God does for us. He gives us his Holy Spirit and produces fruit. Let us pray. Father, we confess that we still struggle with our sinful natures. We we need your help. Change us from within. Help us to live by your Holy Spirit. And when temptations do come our way, remind us of what your son did for us as he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even even death on a cross. And may the power of your Holy Spirit cleanse us from within, giving us new hearts and giving us new desires. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.